Well, welcome to the Revolution of Interdependence podcast. And my name is Will Sampson. I'm a change coach and a social scientist. I guide executives and companies to new levels of growth. If you want to improve your life all by yourself, well, that's your business. But if you want help from others, that's our business. And that's what this podcast is all about, helping each other succeed. And we do that by inviting people into a growing revolution of interdependence. And so my guest today is Alundis Havens. I'm excited to have Alundis on here because I think he's got some great stuff to say, but I, we also had some struggles aligning our calendar to get this interview happen. So I'm super excited. So Alundis, um, he helps people recalibrate their mindset to achieve their goals. So whether it's battling addiction, transitioning from wor one workforce to another, overcoming limited be limiting beliefs, trauma, or even struggling to find your purpose, He's there to help assure people that they're, what they're going through is common and they will prevail if they can find the energy uh, to do so. And so I am super excited to welcome Alundis here to share with the Revolution of Interdependence audience. Alundis, welcome. Thank you, Will. And it's an honor to be here, brother. I know we did have move things, some things around and I'm coming off, you know, getting sick here with the whole family. So appreciate you, brother, for being flexible. So glad and so thankful to have you here and the gift of your presence. So um, as I mentioned, we always start with one question because we are a revolution of interdependence. How do we depend on each other? And so I always start with the first the first question I always ask people is, tell me the story of somebody that was the difference maker for you. It can be a person, it can be a group, but somebody or some group that when you look back, you're like, no way I would be where I am today without them. Yes, sir. So for me, I would say that was my mentor slash my best friend, um, Kellen, um, just a great overall individual. It was kind of funny, like the reason why we uh, started being friends and he became my mentor and I was in the Marine Corps. He was in the Navy. So he was a corpsman that was just attached to our unit. So that's what was kind of funny is like we didn't have the same job or like he can teach me those things. But uh, we're all going to go to a football game. So I was like, hey, who wants to go? Me and him said that we rescheduled for something else. Uh, but it was one of those like, oh, you know, I seen that he was physically fit. And then he was like, hey, man, what are you doing? So I'm like, oh, you know what? I actually like this guy because he's doing these workouts. So it was like hitting on all these different areas of life. Um, and it was really teaching me these things. So I was fortunate at 19 years old to become my own boss in the Marine Corps. So I had a little bit of an ego uh, in the chip on my shoulder because I proved everybody wrong. So I was going through that phase of life. And um, in my case, it was like, I knew my job, like the back of my hand, I read the instruction manuals, um, a lot of things, there wasn't a set stone foundation on it. So I was calling to all these places, you know, Virginia, figuring out what the answers to it or making like the most professional answer, um, and then preparing, because you would have these books that would contain everything that you know, for um an inspection purpose. So it was really diving through this. And that's where that mentor came in. And he'd be like, Hey, man, this, you know, or it would be, Hey, what's the next goal after this? Well, I didn't think about that. Okay, well, let's start mapping these things out. And then at the same time, it was just like the hey, I want to say thank you, you know, look at how much you grew. And then I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, because we're so driven, we're so, you know, right. wanting to get to the next level, we don't think about the current level we're at. Yeah, yeah, great story. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, I find, um, there's someone I listen to, um, a guy named Eric Edmeads, and one of the things he talks about is using the reverse gap window. It's always important for us to stop and say, you know, because we're always looking forward, but to stop and say, where have I come from and where have I, how have I grown and what have I accomplished, you know? 
That's super great. So I love the work you do. You call it the winner's paradigm. And we're going to dive in first. Like, where does that name even come from? There's, I think there's all kinds of things you could share with us, but let's start by talking about just what is the winner's paradigm? So the winner's paradigm came about uh, really for two things that I stood for and I was learning about. So I was looking at winners and I was like, hey, how would be, how do winners dominate um, throughout whatever they're doing, whether it's people making six, seven, eight figures, you know, dominating in life, but showing up for their family as well, you know, what it is. So then it started really breaking down into um, as coming into it. And I'm like, okay, it's the, all the intangibles, the small things that build people up so they can be able to win, you know? So in my case, uh, working 60 to 80 hours, had a podcast on the side. And then I was, I uh, started a business with my mentor that I never thought I was going to. And it was like, all right, you know, I'm quitting the job, going all in on this where I didn't even know. So it was like talking about those things or unpacking the limiting belief side. And then at that second hand, uh, it was, you know, me doing a lot of that inner healing and figuring out, hey, like, who do we stand for? You know, who are we as men? Yes, we're warriors, but over time we adapt so we can have this side and be gentle and be able to articulate things with other people and move past trauma or whatever it is. So for me, it was really just uh, diving in both of those two, which allowed me to be able to help more people in the end. I love that. And what is, define a winner for, how do you define the word winner? Absolutely. Um, And I would say, a winner's different to everybody because again, you know, we all have different goals and what we want, you know. So again, it it could be just the way our life is or the way we have our current core values that align it to it, but it's to whatever feels good for you, to where you're like, Man, I wake up every day, I'm just happy to be here, happy to be present with the family, you know, not checking your phone, you guys are eating because you guys are all spending quality time, but really figuring that, hey you're in that best position for you. So if that means having a little bit more income and, uh, you know, being comfortable with the family, like I know for us, that's like what we'd like to do. Cause we like to just go to Disneyland or do these things. Like you need money for that. So it's one of those, it's like, wow, if we can be able to be happy on that. And I know like in my case, uh, I've been through the ups and downs of entrepreneurship and really right. diving into a business. So it was one of those things for me where it's like, you got to keep learning and, and put the time into it. Yeah. Yeah. And my, my, my memory from, from when I was raising kids is if you can be an entrepreneur and be there for your kids, you're like, you're already miles ahead of most of the people that I knew that were in the same space. You know, it's really difficult to actually be present for your family and your life and also try to create something of value for the market. 100% brother. That that's kind of where I was at. Uh, I mentioned how we were all sick And that's where I was like, really like testing myself. And I'm like, man, like it's finally hitting me. And I'm like, now I understand like there's such a thing about like single parents and people like, oh, trying to prove it. Like it gets hard in, and it's one of those to where like when I quit my job working 60, 80 hours, uh, the nanny moves to Minnesota. It took us six months to get one. So literally the daughter in one arm, I'm making sales calls in the other. And I'm like, like, yes. And then we're just going through like the call and I'm still closing. And it was one of those where the job asked me like, Hey, uh, do you really want to be here? And I was like, okay, so you guys are already thinking about firing me, whatever, you know, and, yeah. and I was the number one rep. So that's what was funny. It's like my numbers dipped for two days and then they shot up because I had all this backlog. And uh, when even now, like it, that's where, uh, when we're all sick, I was like, man, I don't know if I can do this. And I was like, right. I just physically don't feel like I can show up. So like I moved a couple things around, you know, yeah. started working into it, but it was even like being more intentional with the work. Cause I knew my energy and what I can be able to do is short. So just be intentional with that time. 
And isn't that where paradigm comes in though? Isn't that where that mindset comes in? Like, like the mindset is what carries you. I have found at least the mindset is what carries you through those difficult times. Like everything's not going to be perfect. It turns out, you know, stuff happens as they say. Absolutely. And, and, and I, when I think about mindset, I think about two things, you know, so I think about all the things we overcame number one, because yeah. that's something we don't give credit to ourselves or whatever we did, you know, to be able to get to that point. And then to think about those hard times, you know, uh, for me, I would be like going through something hard. I'd be laughing because I was just like, oh, I want to make this funny. So next time I think about it, I'm like, oh, it wasn't that hard. And I can push myself even harder where it may have been a difficult task. Right. So it was one of those things for me where you're continually growing, growing, but you're like looking at that progress. You're like, man, you know, we can keep doing it. And then you just build yourself up along the way. So definitely with that mindset where it comes in, you know, is taking those both extremes of life and being able to put it into, you know, you can accomplish anything that's in your way. Absolutely. And uh, I think, you know, this, I work with people, I work with a lot of people in recovery as well. And um, just that capacity to just thank, to give yourself gratitude when you get through you know, these milestones or, you know, especially for people in early recovery, like I was at one point, just getting through the day, man, I got through the day sober, like, I'm, woo, yay me, you know, just being able to sort of give yourself that, that those kudos, um, I think is, is, is a way of building that mindset that you're talking about. Yeah, 100% brother. And I can definitely re relate on that. Uh, I used to be a big drinker. And it was just a accumulation of, of trauma and, and not being able to express it, uh, also had difficult problems with my parents. So they're narcissists and flip everything on me no matter what. So it was right. one of those where it's like, you're always battling that. And then it's the, oh, you're boring because you're not drinking anymore. And that's where I was just like, man, I don't know how I'm going to be able to get to that next point. So love yeah. that. But you did get to that next point. And that's kind of what my, that's where I want us to turn the conversation because you proved yourself capable of flipping that script. So let's just start with when, like what, when in your journey, did you decide you wanted to flip the script? Yes, sir. And, and I would say for me, um, so it was, it was while I was in the Marine Corps, it was my third year. And that's yeah. where uh, I started becoming a little more depressed because I was my own boss for 11 months and I was running things and it was efficient and, uh, set my shop up for success. I had two different Marines and they're completely different um, on the way that you teach them. And it was one of those where it was like, it was frustrating because one of them you can scream at and then he just gets defensive and then he wants to fight you. And then the other one's like, hey man, why are you talking to me like that? And I'm just like confused, you know? So it was yeah. me working as a leader, but all these things are flying at me and then expectations, metrics need to be hit. So never you never really have the time uh, to really slow down in that sense. So that's mm -hmm. where I was going a million miles a minute. And then I get a new boss and I'm like, all right, Hey, you know, I'd love to set the shop up like this. You know, you do this, you do meetings, you do your reports and, and that's it, you know, and then I'll run everything else. She's like, Nope, that's not what I'm going to do. I'm going to micromanage everything. So it was a big hit for me. And that's where that ego and releasing a lot of it came into uh, cause it, cause it was, uh, really demoralizing where it's, you know, you're up here, you're doing so well. I also tore all the cartilage in my right knee. So, uh, definitely was affecting me mentally, but physically I couldn't do it, which meant that I was a worse Marine now because I couldn't perform physically. So, uh, really going through these ups and lows, this boss, that's just micromanaging me. And I'm like, man, I really hate it here now because, you know, I was on top of the world. And then now I got someone like double checking my stuff. Oh, you should be like this. You've done this thousands of times. And I'm just like, 
man, like maybe if I didn't have you breathing on my back, I'd be fine. But it's one of those, like, why are we doing this? So it was learning along the way. And then uh, I ended up getting into um, me and my wife were together. So we separated. I was like, man, you know, um, I need to handle my business and, and really stop what I'm doing. And that's when I really realized, like she got me to realize that I was drinking a lot. And then we had a miscarriage in that two weeks I was taking care of her. I was like, man, I can really do this dad husband thing. It's, it's not too difficult. So that's where I was like, you know what, I'm going to jump all into that. And uh, really good thing is me and my wife known each other since fifth grade and we're good friends. So it was one of those to where we're like, you know what, um, let's just focus on us, you know, and being the best that we can be. In my case, I had a lot of uh, negativity as well from like external family and um, just the situations, you know, sometimes they need to feel like they have control of every single thing or they uh, hyper fixate on it or they're, they're the ones starting the problem, but they're saying we are. And I'm like, man, that's not me. I'm all peace. That's it. You know, but if you want to keep bringing these problems, I'll remove myself from the situation. So it was really like dialing in on all those things. You know, it feels like the world's falling down. It's stressful because you're a high achiever. You're performing at a high level. And they're like, all these things in life are going on. Yeah. I want to dig down on that. I want to double click on that, though, Alundas, because like what? So there was this point where you said, OK, I'm going to flip the script. I'm going to start to think differently. Like what was happening? Take us back as best as you can to that time period. Like what was happening in your mind and in your spirit that you said, yeah, this is this is going to be different now. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna begin to transform myself. What like what was your process at the time? All right. So I'll look I'll I'll add more context and that's where I messed up. Um so my grandfather passed away like right when I got out of the military. And he was kind of always that ideal father figure. So my dad uh, is a hustler. He He's just different the way he thinks, doesn't really care. You know, I sing crazy stuff. He throw house parties. So my dad's like the big brother, best friend type guy and uh, may have not been the best role model. So it was one of those two where like my grandpa would come in if my dad's getting in trouble or my dad's going crazy and my grandpa would always fix everything, you know, and be that one for me. So his last year of life, me and him got close. Um, he was just always that person for me on deployment. Dodgers are in the World Series and he's texting me, you know, hey, this is the score every single inning. So yeah. it was pretty cool now looking back on those text messages. But uh, he passes away and that's where I really start going through going through things. Um, yeah. at the, up until that point, I was really drinking a lot and like suppressing emotion because, again, I said my parents are narcissists. So I can't come to them and say, hey it's, you know, whatever it is, you know, oh, this is what happened. Cause they're going to be like, no, that's not what happened. You're making yourself feel like that. You know, my mom, uh, six and a half years later, she lives, uh, with my grandmother still because she moved her and my stepdad split. So six and a half years later, she lived there, you know, and I used to give her money to help her out. And it was like one of those, like, mm-hmm. you're only going to do so much for a person before they can do it for themselves. You know? So it was, growing through all these things. And I was like, man, like, I, I really feel just drained because every time, like, I feel like I'm doing better and, and going to the next point, it's something there. So that's where, you know, uh, distance myself. And I was like, hey, you know, we can't continue to do that because even, you know, given the opportunity, it's like, you got to have somebody to try to want to be in your life or to want to do these things. And uh, at the time, you know, that's where I was thinking from like my family. And I was like, man, all these things are repeating, you know, even looking at my dad, like he's partying and he's almost 15. He's still partying and that. And I have a daughter. He has one right after me. And I'm just like, man, I can't keep, you know, uh, condoning something like that. But again, 
it, it was just learning to deal with different people. You know, these pe- uh, people like love them to death, but they see a boundary or whatever. And they're like, okay, cool. And then like go back to doing whatever they want. And you're like, hey man, you know, that's not cool. That's not healthy. Uh, that's not respectful of what you said you were going to hold your end on. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, I'm not the problem you are. And now we're going back into it. And then there goes my temper. And that's another reason why I said just keep drinking because then I can be able to suppress that. Don't have to worry about it. And I'm cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, we sometimes joke in the, in uh, the program of recovery that sober stands for son of a bitch. Everything's real. Like when you're not drinking, then you have to actually confront the the reality of, of life. Um, so how did you, okay. So, you flip the script. Now you start to actually start to accumulate wins. Like, tell us about that process. Like, what did that look like? How did you actually start accumulating wins? Absolutely. So um, I would say first for me, it was kind of funny. Um, I injured my right knee and that's what I thought the world was over. Cause it was just like getting treated a little worse, you know, cause they're like, man, you're not a good Marine anymore. Um, right. I was learning on a promotion board from E4 to E5. I was at E4 and E6 position. Um, I kind of got that promotion and then went on to somewhere else, but tore the cartilage in my right knee. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, you're overweight because I taped out. Um, but I was always lifting weights, 30 pull-ups. Uh, but they were like, nope, you know, that's not it. So really going through all these things and then um, was thinking for me. And I was just like, man, like I keep going through life a million miles a minute or, you know, uh, start going to college. And uh, what's funny is I failed my math entrance exam and then I go through and I checked off um the three they made me go through like algebra one two three algebra. I aced all of them and it was one of those where it's like man like I'm not dumb like they say I am like yeah I may have took this test and failed it but it doesn't define who I am and it was really like checking off those things uh my last two months in the Marine Corps you know I really struggled with that boss who was micromanaging and it was one where she didn't know her job to the best of her ability and, and it was one where you can just be like, yeah, I don't know. Let me go research. But she had the pride, the ego, like, no, you're the wrong one. So uh, Red 48 lost of power the last two months. And um, that's where I was like, man, you know, uh, I can just let her shine and then just sit in the background and then the truth comes out or just be the best I can be. And then it's going to influence her. Or maybe she's going to see me like not caring when she does these subtle things. So it was funny for me because it was like, man, I started learning about these things in life and then really questioning those things as well. Like uh, I stopped drinking and it was like I was the party life of the house guy. And then now I'm over here talking about core values and man, I've just been dialing in with the baby and I take care of the daughter all day. So now it's different because I don't just put her down. She's watched TV like I got to play with her. We eat, you know, so it may take a couple hours during the day and I'm uh, work out at three or four in the morning and then uh, have a couple hours for myself. And that's how I implement it. And I'm like, Hey, but it works for me. And I'm able to be there in both parts. So it's completely different. And that's where again, that identity uh, was, was hitting. He was, you know, people asking me like, man, you're, you're not drinking anymore. And I'm like actually serious about what I'm talking about and remembering the conversation more importantly. Right. 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 So I want you to try and begin to distill some of those lessons. Cause I, you know, one of the um, I guess one of the questions that comes up is, okay, from your experience, Alinda, like if somebody's asking, what should I do to better myself? Like, what are some, what are some things that you suggest? Yeah. So first I would say, uh, figure out what, what you like to do. So if you like to read, listen to audible podcasts, you know, watch YouTube videos, uh, then dialing into it and then start looking into, you know, um, whatever you're 
wherever you want to be or whatever you would like to do. So for me, it was really dialing in and being like, man, how do I be able to fix these things? Or I'm yeah. growing. Uh, good thing is, is I listened to a podcast, Underdog Empowerment. And then when I started that business, it was with uh, Zach Babcock. So it was awesome, like hearing the journey, being in his monthly group. And then it was like jumping through and getting connected with other people who actually care about you, you know, mm-hmm. other business owners that are doing it. And like, hey, man, you know, what can I help you with? Uh, so for me, it was like changing that room. And I'd say, um, you know, you got to figure out what's important to you and then go to those people that are doing that. And for me, it was like, it was a game changer from do, starting a podcast and then interacting with people with Zoom and then going to meet them in person and different conversation, different feel. And they're like, man, I'd love for you to travel to where I'm at and we can be able to talk. And I'm like, all right, you know, and then at the same time working on the business so you can be able to uh, slowly make those things happen. So that's where it clicked for me and uh, really just dove into it on the passion side where I'm like, I got to be able to just help people. Uh, now we're doing video editing. So it's even transitioning to things for me to where it's like, I got to put the work in, still got to learn new things so I can be able to help other people out. Yeah, absolutely. That's good stuff. And it's important, isn't it, to who you surround yourself with? I mean, how do you, what kinds of decisions, like, how do you make the decisions about who you're going to surround yourself with? Absolutely, uh, brother. And and you got to think about kind of what your mission and core focus is. So again, uh, we'll talk about the drinking, but I used to be drinking all the time and, um, you know, it would be, well, it, it started in the military more, uh, just because that's where it was a high stress environment and, um, always getting screamed at, you know, dumb things. So when I was my own boss, it, it came with pros, but it came with like tremendous, um, cons just because it was some things like you can do the best of your job. Uh, so for instance, like I was tasked because when you're good at one thing, they give you another job and another job. And they're like, oh, now you have six different billets. I had like 13. They're like, oh, you can deal with that. So I was in charge of the whole barracks and everybody's rooms, right? So I either go to 130 rooms uh, myself, or mm-hmm. I can break it down into, you know, the, the, shop leader or whatever it is, you know, they're uh, non-commissioned officers and they'll be like, hey, make sure everybody's good, right? Most stressful job because you can even like attest that people are good the night before we go to sleep. So I may be going to sleep at 11.30 p.m. And then the next morning, there's pizza boxes all over in the room. And I'm like, man, how did this happen? And then I walk in with the commanding officer and my sergeant major, uh, the enlisted, uh, highest enlisted advisor. And they're like, man, why is this room a mess? You know, why does this guy have pizza boxes everywhere? And I'm just like looking at them like, yeah, you know, I can't say that it's not there in plain view. So it was one of those things for me where it was like, man, you know, learning that, hey, you got to decompress it. You got to be able to teach it. But more importantly, we got to be able to help influence other people and put them on that. And that's where kind of the podcast came into uh, my business as well. I love that. I love that. And what resources were important for you that you can recommend to the audience for for their personal growth? Yeah, so I'll definitely say uh, audiobooks. Um, I used to be heavy into audiobooks, but now I'm doing more of working on my podcasts or or posts and and even uh, doing video editing. So laying off of audiobooks right now because it's hard for me to focus on certain things. So now it's been more podcast where it's like, I need that conversational tone. I need the, it, the pitch to be able to, to move up yeah. and down and be able to be captivated in like what two people uh, are talking about, but more importantly, like go to the networking side so I can learn like, Hey, you know, um, 
what's a good fit for my my uh clients as well you know so looking at that scale mm-hmm. and then it was um just I, I mean I, I always watch like the motivational YouTube videos but it was really like dialing into like Les Brown and reading his books and then even reading and now it's like I read a lot more than audiobooks just because I like holding it and physically looking at it and making sure that I'm taking the time to read it and I'm not going a million miles a minute uh, I also get migraines multiple times a day so it's one of those where it's like I don't like looking at my phone uh or or having a Kindle so that's where I was like, man, I can really dial it back to me. And again, it was, you know, what was easy for me, what worked, you know, what did I like to do? Uh, Cause I felt like when I kept forcing myself or I'm going to read an article on, on, on whatever website and uh, do this on the laptop every day, like I didn't do those things and they didn't stick with me because that's not what was important versus, you know, switching it and being like, all right, I can listen to this podcast while I'm doing something or, uh, that was back when I was working at a mortgage brokerage. So I had like an AirPod in and I'm just over there, you know, doing some paperwork real quick and listen to a podcast helping me out. So find whatever, you know, works for you and then just apply it in today's life. Yeah, I love that. I love that. That's great advice. And how how do you help people? Because I know like part of your story is that you've been able to figure out how to maximize your influence. How do you actually help people maximize their influence? Absolutely, brother. So uh, first, I have a podcast called The Winner's Paradigm, and that's where we talk about recalibrating the mindset side of the things, you know, so talking about how we grew up and how we process things, you know, and, and what we're going through. Um, and then it's kind of been tremendous process there. So that was the first like, you know, when we jump mental uh, mindset, excuse me, and then I have a second podcast, Alpha Influence Media for my business. Um, so we're a, a podcast media company. Basically, we do the booking services, you know, get you on shows that resonate with you um, and that are going to be a fit for you as well as get you guests if that's what you would like us to do. And then we also chop up that content, you know, so every uh, podcast episode you do when it's your podcast and then even going on other people's podcasts, we'll get that up. We'll create you some social media content. You can be able to share that out. So it's been awesome kind of on that spectrum because I've got to work on my own stuff and kind of put out some good content. People are like, man, that's pretty cool. And then give that to other people to where it's like, they can talk about whatever they want. So I know for me, it's been uh, a lot on the self-development and really like now it's like going into the being healthier physically side, because I have all these injuries from the Marine Corps. And then it's like showing up for the family because that's important to me uh, for some of the things I went through and just really to be the best I can be to where it's like, we're still unpacking it. So really get the best of both worlds. And that's why I started two podcasts as well as uh, can talk business on one and then really could jam on the mindset side of the house and, and go into what I'm passionate about as well. I love that. So um, as we wrap up, like how can people find you if people are interested in engaging with you, whether it's through the podcast service or listening to your podcast, this just this is your time to kind of tell people how they can find you. Yes, sir. So easiest way, uh, if it's social media, uh, Lundis underscore Havens, and then my podcast is called The Winner's Paradigm, or you can go to Alpha Influence Media, and then you can be able to hear more, you know, go to the website and find me. Excellent. And we'll put that in the show notes as well. Alundis, this was really, really great. Thank you for your time, your presence. This was uh, excited. I'm super uh, exciting. I'm super uh, glad to share you with my audience. Thank you, Will. It's an honor to be here, brother. I appreciate you, my man. All right. All right. Thanks to everyone who joined me today. And that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, can you share it with one person in your world today and help me get the word out? And if you like what you heard here, you can sign up for my weekly insights. 
It's just a short bit of wisdom that comes out once a week. And to do that, head over to willsampson.com and sign up for the newsletter. You can follow me on social media. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at Will Sampson Change Coach. Please hit the subscribe button below to be notified of the latest episode. Thanks, everyone, and I will see you the next time on the Revolution of Interdependence podcast.